Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Not one report, not two reports, not three reports, multiple reports coming out right now on Newswires suggesting that even though a trade can't be executed. Yes, Bob, I know they can't actually execute a trade right now. But multiple reports are suggesting that the Falcons are expected to trade for Justin Fields and that certain pieces of the deal have already been discussed and talked about and negotiated. I'm sorry I'm running late today. A lot of news to collect. I've been waiting for more to break on this so that I I don't have two videos on the same topic and make it confusing. So I I was going to go live a couple hours ago, but I've been holding off. There hasn't been anything new that's broke, but I definitely have seen more reports speak to this. And I know a lot of Clifford, keyboard Cliffords are going to come in and go, you can't make a trade, fake news, lies. This guy's just looking for clicks. You don't need to watch. You don't need to watch. My job is to come in and break down the rumors in news. Sometimes I don't make the rules. Sometimes I don't cook up the rumors. I'm not sitting here with a a pot stirring it and trying to break some fake news. I'm here to discuss things that are floating around news wires, and these are not one, not two, not three, multiple reports, not my reports, Falcons are emerging as the number one favorite. This is an old report. This one right here is a new report. This one, among others, say that the Falcons are now heavy favorites to acquire Justin Fields. And the newest report I'm going to put on screen, I believe it's right here. I've got them all over the place. This one, on top of two others, says the Falcons are expected to trade for Chicago Bears' Justin Fields. There is believed to have an initial compensation package discussed to make a deal work. These are not my words. These are other people's reports. I'm here to digest. I'm here to break down. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Fields is an inch closer to becoming an Atlanta Falcon, and I don't care what the the keyboard Clifford say, the angry Anguses, you could say whatever the hell you want. You're not raining on this parade. You are not. No, sir. No, sir, no, sir, no, sir. Not on my watch. This, my friends, 
is fantastic news. This, my friends, is not concrete. This, my friends, needs to be broken down, digested, and figured out. And then we make an assessment. How likely is this to actually happen? Maybe 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10. No one's saying this is a lock. No one's saying this is a 10 out of 10. Nobody's saying that there's any commitment they could even put down on paper. You can't spit on your hand, make a shake, and go, Hey, uh, Goodell, they made a deal when they weren't supposed to. They need to, they need to stick to this. That's not how it works. So for Clifford and Bob and Angry Angus out there, why don't you relax and stop typing? Because I'm going to take away your ammunition right now. This is not confirmed. It can't be because they can't make a trade. But these reports are real. Are the reports accurate? I don't know. That's why we're here. And the Falcons, according to these reports, are expected to trade for Justin Fields. We're just here to take a look at it. Uh, this is my first Fields live stream since last year when I was right about, uh, here comes Okafor. Okafor, we're just going to ignore you. I'm not going to even read a single thing Okafor says for the rest of it because he, all he does is he doesn't show up for weeks at a time, comes in and tries to be negative. Comes in and just tries to be negative. I'm not going near it. Okafor, I'm ignoring you the entire show. And, and start start getting positive up in here. Um, Bears could also trade the pick, the number one pick, too interesting. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things that could unfold. Let's say somebody came to the Bears and said, look, we're going to give you an offer you can't refuse for the number one overall pick. We've been waiting. We didn't want to show our hand. We didn't want other teams to know what we were doing, so we didn't really talk to you. We, we didn't want anything to leak. They might say, whoa, 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 back up. Fields, you're staying. Unpack your bags. Let's take this, this trade. The problem is, the problem is, that is going to set such a bad rapport type situation between Fields and and polls, Fields and the entire staff, Fields and the entire organization, because he's not your first choice. The moment you say we need to do right by Fields, remember Ryan Poles said that in an interview? Remember when Ryan Poles didn't back him and say he's our guy, we're going to figure it out, we want to build around Justin Fields? Hey, are you going to trade Fields? We're going to do what's best for the organization. We're going we're to take a look at everything. We're going to do what's best for the organization. There was no, he's our guy. If something happens, you know, I don't know. I can't predict the future. But right now, he's our guy. We can win with our guy. He, We can win with our guy. Fields is our guy. Polls said nothing of the sort. Let's say they backtrack on the, the conversation that is said to be had between the Falcons and, uh, and, uh, and the Bears. Let's say they backtrack and they get another offer for their one pick. And they're like, let's just keep Fields. Let's just say that happens. They're setting Fields up for failure. You put Shane Waldron mixed with a bad cracked foundation and relationship between this guy, Ryan Poles, this supposed to be this magician, trade magician, who's not putting any faith in his quarterback. And and and, and all they're gonna say, oh Smitty, this is not this is not how it works. Don't you know they're trying to just up the value of the one pick at the cost of the relationship between your quarterback, at the cost of your confidence of your quarterback? Do you see other teams saying, oh, we don't know if we're gonna keep our quarterback? Do you see teams talking like that about their starting quarterback? No, it's called confidence. It's called instilling a positive vibe in the organization with a quarterback that needs it. It'd be different if Let's say Fields could stand on his own two feet right now, but he really can't, and that's a negative. I understand that. He goes elsewhere. There is concern that he could fail because he hasn't been nurtured and coached properly. All the stats aren't great. 
there aren't just a bunch of great stuff coming along with Fields to whatever location he lands. You'll see a four out of ten people in a chat saying Fields is garbage. Let me break the stance down for you. My name's Excel Sheet Eric, and I'm gonna tell you right now. Let me get whoa. Let me give you. Let me give you. Where's my? Let me give you a breakdown and write a paragraph that Smitty's not going to read. I'm sorry. You write a novel in my comments that's this long about all the stats that you're pulling up. You think I don't know these things? You think I don't understand these things? This is not my first rodeo either. I've been doing this 20 plus years. I don't need I don't need anybody to tell me a stat about fields and make me go, oh, maybe I shouldn't like fields. I don't care. This is my take. I appreciate everybody. I appreciate especially everybody in here. And I love the opinions everybody has. But you're not going to influence me to think negatively about Justin Fields because he failed in a horrible situation. I don't judge him for all of his faults, wrongs, bad stats in Chicago where they buried him. I know that my eyeballs do a better judge of what this man's capable of doing than looking at his stat sheet. Because I saw... Two games you don't trip and fall into in weeks three and four, back to back when he was a top five quarterback, locked and loaded. Everybody and their mother said, you know, he's back. He's back. Then the, the Chicago Bears failed him again. Getsy failed him. Iberflus failed him. Ryan Poles failed him. They failed him. And they're going to fail him again if they don't trade him away, do right by him, and act like they want him, they don't want him, they want him. How's that going to help his confidence? Justin Fields to the Atlanta Falcons makes the Falcons an instant playoff contender. Not to mention a potential multiple playoff game winning club. You have some of the most talented players from top to bottom on this roster. A good defense. An absolutely good defense. A phenomenal wide receiver and Drake London that nobody understands how good he could be unless we put up the Mars men list and tell people. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars men. London's going to the moon. Kyle Pitts going to the moon. Bijan Robinson's a Saturn man for goodness sakes. The Saturn men. One small step for man, one giant leap for Saturn. Bijan Robinson with a Justin Fields-led offense might be the number one running back in the National Football League in 2024. Uh, you know, sometimes it, it, it bothers me because I, I don't really understand how it is you think because he failed with a guy named freaking Arthur Smith that was dropped on his head. How many times when he was a young kid? Alert. Maximum levels reached. Prepare for transformation. Alert. Maximum levels reached. Prepare for transformation. Time for a Smitty rant. tell you something about little Bijan Robinson. Let me tell you something about the Atlanta 
Falcons. Let me tell you something about a team that in back-to-back seasons, I believe, I don't have the stats to pull out of my rear end right here, but I believe they're the number one rushing team, at least top top five, but I think number one over the course of the last two years. You wouldn't know it the way Arthur Smith piecemealed his three running back monster together, this rotation of three guys, where he decided to put Bijan as the third running back in the pecking order as the touchdown go-getting guy. Now, you're going to see an offensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator, and a head coach that want to feed Bijan the football. And if you take a look at this marvel right here, this absolute marvel in Zach Robinson and Raheem Morris, these LA Rams, magnificent DC and QB coordinator, now turned OC and now turned head coach, you have yourself a situation, ladies and gentlemen, a situation where you have now Puka Nakua in form of Drake London. You now have Kyron Williams in form of Bijan Robinson. You have Zach Robinson. Zach Rob equals B Rob. Zach Rob equals B Rob. Zach Rob took Kyron to heights that no one's ever seen on a 12 game. For for a long time, at least. 12-game run. Kyron played 12 games and was a top-five running back. Do people understand that Kyron Williams played 12 games? Not 16, not 15, not 17. 12 games, and he dominated the NFL. He would have been RB2, I believe. If, if, I, if, my, if my mental math is correct, would have been RB2 or 3. Very, very, very... Very much in the in the running for two or three had he played 17 games. Oh, but he's injury prone. I look, this is not about Kyron. This is about the fact that Zach Robinson knows how to use Kyron, and he's coming over to say, gee, I wonder who catches footballs amazingly on this Atlanta Falcons roster. Oh, I know. I know it's Bijan Robinson. It's the guy during his rookie year that had highlight preseason, highlight after pre, well, po- uh, uh, pre preseason and just offseason highlight after highlight after highlight. One-handed touchdown catch here in practice. One-handed touchdown catch here in practice. Wait a minute! Every single highlight was a reception. This guy catches footballs. Zach Robinson architects quarterbacks and passing games like no other person you can find that was out on the open market Kingsbury and Zach Robinson were the two best architects of offense that were available and the Falcons went and did it live and did it well Falcons to the moon Falcons to the moon so you got you got Zach Robinson used to using one running back, not multiple running backs. This guy was gifted Kyron Williams. Maybe Sean, uh, may, just maybe Sean McVay said, "Hey, I want to use just Kyron." Maybe let's pretend that world exists. But guess what we know to be true? Zach Robinson, when told, "Hey, use one running back." Architect everything for one running back. The entire passing game for one running back. We're not taking Kyron off the field. This man knows how to do it. This man knows how to utilize one running back. And when you give him Bijan, 
arguably, in my opinion, the best or at least top two to three best receiving talent from the running back position by far in the NFL, you're going to see a seven to 900 yard receiving season out of Bijan Robinson. You're going to see a guarantee, if healthy, 80 plus receptions. 78 to 80 plus receptions out of Bijan Robinson. Maybe he doesn't get the 2,000 rushing yards, but he gets 2,300 total yards. Maybe he doesn't get 12 touchdowns. Maybe because he's too busy getting 15. Bijan Robinson, he can be running back one in 2024. Running back one. Oh, it's Christian McCaffrey. It's Christian McCaffrey. It could be Christian McCaffrey. No one's saying don't draft Christian Christian McCaffrey. No one's saying that he can't. He'll fail at 28 years old, but this is a hold-your-breath season. This is a season where you are worried about a 28-year-old running back that has had a... He shook it free a little bit. Of course he did, but he's had an injury history that lingered for two straight years, and he's been abused by Kyle Shanahan, who's notoriously injuring quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, not just because of his decisions. Let's run Debo Samuel up the gut on a halfback plunge right before halftime to run the clock out the same game that he did a a halfback plunge with Trey Lance and ruined his career. That's Shanahan. That's Shanahan. Zach Robinson is going to take this offense to the the Los Angeles Rams level. Potency. Matchup proof. Think about last year. When the Rams faced a tough defense, you had a natural like inclination to say, oh, I don't know if I do I start Kyron. I've got this other running back. He's got a great matchup. You know, blah, blah, blah. Zach Moss is on fire right now. Do I even consider maybe sitting? No, you didn't. Because it didn't matter who the Rams faced. There was no defense that scared you. Because the potency, the spreading the ball around, the way the Rams do it, McVay's system, the McVay tree, the two biggest seeds planted from the McVay tree are Raheem Morris, head coach, defensive mind, and offensive coordinator now, Zach Robinson, the the QB coordinator, the absolute architect of the arsenal, the air attack, the monster. This guy's turning this team into a an absolute just beast of a team. The Falcons people forget how talented they are. They forget how good Bijan could be. They're so mad about Bijan being running back nine in one of the worst situations Bijan could have been handed. Bijan was running. Think about this for a second. Bijan was running back nine and he was treated like running back three on the roster. What's that tell you? One, the Falcons are good at running the ball. They have a good line. They're good at running the football. Last two years, they've been, I believe, again, off the top of my head, this is just head math here, okay? I believe they're number one in the NFL in, in rushing attempts, I believe, or at least they're in top five, almost guaranteed. Somebody look that up. Somebody look that up for me, confirm it for me. I believe they're number one in the league. This team knows how to run the ball. They will continue to run the ball. Why? Because they have the offensive line for it. Number two, they're going to bring in Fields, who's going to keep defenses honest, and Bijan will not be just contained and, and shut down eight-man front after eight-man front. This will be an offense where the defense is trying to figure out how to spy and keep Fields covered and 
and, and his whereabouts known, and you're shifting things over. Bijan's going to rip off six yards per carry. Why is he going to rip off six yards per carry if this man's the quarterback? Because Khalil Herbert led the NFL in yards per carry under this man's command. Why? Partly because I like Khalil Herbert, and he does do a fantastic job running the football. Very, very, very underrated. Very underrated, this man, Khalil Herbert. Very, very underrated. But, but also because Fields will literally pull the defense, spread them out, create different mismatches, create an open side of the field because Fields is going this way. There's so many things that Fields adds to this offense that makes it impossible to stop any one player anymore. You can't lock down London like you could if they had just a drop-back passer. You can't worry about Bijan, shut him down game after game, stack the box, eight-man front after eight-man front. You can't do that with Justin Fields. Fields could vulture some. I'm not worried about that. This guy dumps the ball off very well. Remember in the preseason last year, Fields had about three plays the entire preseason. Blue 32, steps back, short pass, Khalil Herbert catches it, takes it like 50-plus yards to the house. Everyone goes, oh, that, was a, that wasn't a good throw by Fields. He just dumped it off to his RB, and he did all the work. That's what Bijan's going to do. Who cares? I don't care. Do you care? I don't care. Okay, next play. I believe it was the very next play. I think he played three plays, if I remember correctly. Blue 36 instead of blue 32. This one goes to DJ Moore. Hut, hut, hike. There you go. DJ, catch it right at the line of scrimmage like Debo Samuel would. Takes the ball. Runs to the end zone. About a 50-yard tote, I believe. Oh, Fields. Fields isn't that good. That's two touchdowns out of three throws. Both 50-yarders. But that's not Fields. That's because he's got good talent. I don't care. Do you care? I don't care. I'm fine with that. I'll take Fields getting two or three touchdowns a game uh, uh, doing things like that. I'll take it all day long. Fields is going to operate an amazing offense. And, and, and again, uh, for the Cliffords and the, and, the, and the Williams and the Angry Angus and everybody, I get it. I understand where you're at with this whole, this is not concrete news. A trade can't happen yet. I get it. I'm not an idiot. Okay? I'm not a complete moron at least. Um, but the, the thing about this is these rumors need to be broken down. I'm getting DM after DM. When I see it all over the place, when I'm getting asked when I'm going live on something, I'm going live on that type of topic. Like, like you're going to need to relax. If you're in here and this bothers you that we're live on something that can't actually be executed upon and could have some dynamics of smoke season to it, then you're probably just in the wrong place. You might want to go next door where Steve and Bill with their Excel sheets are facing each other on ca little camera boxes on this really generic background. And they're talking to each other very, very calmly and monotone. And they're not answering and interacting with the chat like me saying, what's up, D-Town? What's up, Black Ice? What's, what's up, Rob Haas? What's going on? Or Hess, what's going on, Billy? The Bolt. Everybody in the building. Superfish. Perps. Perps in the building. Love my boy, Perps. James Hunter. Uh, uh, Fremp in the building uh, Like these guys don't do that You want a show where Bill's reading to Steve They're glaring at each other Speaking to each other Not interacting No open phone lines No screaming and yelling Then yeah go over and watch that show It's waiting for you You want facts only This is not that place It's not that we fabricate it But we do a lot of guesswork here And break down what's out there This is the show 
I'm being open and transparent. Nothing's going to change on this channel. We're always going to break down the news. We're always going to attack the rumors. Sometimes I'm here to shut them down. Sometimes I'm here to say they're stupid. Sometimes I'm here to say I believe it's that it's going to happen. When Zach Robinson was not fully expected to go to the Atlanta Falcons as the OC, what do your boys say? He's going to the Falcons. Let me tell you why. I broke down A, B, C, X, Y, Z. He's going to go Y. Raheem Morris is there. That's his boy. He's always going to go to Pittsburgh. Why would Zach Robinson go to Pittsburgh, I said. He was going to go interview there next. Your boy said, hey, I'm breaking this news down. Zach Robinson's not going to Pittsburgh. He is the Atlanta Falcons' new OC. It's just not a matter of if. It's when they announce it. That's what I told you. Because I'm dissecting the news, breaking it down, Zach Robinson, very shortly after, I believe about 24 to 36 hours later, they said Zach Robinson's the new OC in Atlanta. And we said this, what was our reaction? Doing it live, doing it live, doing it live. We got a couple super chats in this mug. We got we got perps dropping a $20 hauler perpsy to the moon. I love this man. He does it live all the time. Alert. Super chat alert. Alert. Super chat alert. Uh, Perps, appreciate you. When uh, Justin Fields moves teams to the Dirty Birds, Justin Fields will move up into the top 10 QB rankings. Absolutely. I I would say 6 to 10. I don't know that I'd put him 5, but I think he could dance in the top 3 or 5 anytime he wants. I don't know that he'll finish in 5, but he could. Um, I I think just because I put him safely 6 to 10 doesn't mean that he doesn't have ceiling to get to like QB 3 or 4. He certainly could. A lot of Fields haters are going to hate that, and that's fine. Uh, but yeah, he absolutely will move up. Bijan and Drake will be unleashed in the in the, in the Fal- with the Falcons immediately. Make the playoff conversation chatter from the basement. Absolutely, perps, one hundred percent. Smitty, approve your message. You've just been Smitty. Perps dropping yet another super chat. Perps says, "I'll take Karen's twenty dollars, twenty dollar hauler mix with some club cash." Uh, money in the air. I did that. I didn't even look at it. I did exactly what I, I can read Perps's mind. Thank you, Perps, for dropping the 20 watt. DeBalt saying, speaking into existence, Justin Fields to Atlanta. Yeah, DeBalt's been saying that pretty much every live stream. It's all he wants. Keep saying it, DeBalt, because nothing's official yet. Somebody could come along and offer uh, the, the Bears uh, the number, uh, uh, offer they can't refuse for the number one, and then they're going to have to crawl back to Justin Fields and say, I'm sorry, Justin. I'm sorry, Justin. I didn't mean to not support you. Can I ask you a question? This is an honest question. If if uh, if let's say let's say you just start dating a girl, okay, and you're in public, right, and she's trying to get something, you know, maybe she's trying to get out of a, a ticket, or maybe she's trying to get you know a, a good deal on something. She's buying a car, and the 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 the, the dealer's flirting with her, whatever. Or it's a ticket. You can envision any scenario. You're trying to get out of the ticket. And they ask, are you single? And you're sitting there as her boyfriend. And she looks at you and she says, this is going to get me out of the ticket. Or this is going to get me a good deal on the car. And she turns to the dealer and says, yeah, I'm single. Just to get a good deal on the car. Just to get out of the ticket. What does that say about Karen? What does that say about Karen? And what do you think 
Bob should do in that situation. Bob should say, Karen, go kick rocks. I'll see you later. Th that analogy is 100% on point for why you wouldn't placate trade rumors for fields or whatever to up the value of the 1.1. There, there's a compromise involved. There's a integrity involved. There's a rapport involved, a trust factor involved. And if Karen isn't willing to say, that's my man, give me the price you want to give me and I'll walk out if I don't like the vehicle or write me the ticket officer and do it live, then Karen can go kick rocks. Bob should go find a new Karen. That It's, it's probably the best way to explain why in the hell Poles should not be playing this confidence-bruising game with this quarterback that has already been in turmoil, already struggling with confidence, already looking over his shoulder, doesn't know where he's going to go, doesn't feel wanted, feels like second choice. This is a bad situation. We got more news to break down. Uh, we'll get to the Trey Lance news right here. Uh, she wants that... Uh, that Louis Falcons potential will now be realized. Absolutely. Kentucky dropping a $10 hauler. All $10 haulers get a moonshot. Appreciate you, Kentucky. Kentucky says, talk, yo, shout, big Smith dog. Appreciate you coming in strong, Kentucky. Um, let's get to the rest of this news real quick. There's a lot of it. I'll go, through, go as fast as I can. Will Levis, uh, the team still believes in him. The Titans still believe in him as their quarterback. It makes sense that they got to go down this road. I mean, he did have promise. He did have some promise, so I don't blame them. I don't think he's necessarily the real deal or the, the top dog. If I'm sitting there and, and I can get Penix Jr., I'd, I'd maybe try and trade Levis, to be honest, if it was me. If I got handed that team, I'd probably try and maneuver Levis out of there and, and draft, uh, you know, uh, Bo Nix or, or Penix Jr. or especially JD5, but you'd have to move up. Uh, Saquon Barkley reports are the Giants and impending free agent Saquon Barkley had a good initial meeting. I hope this is just coming from the, the Giant camp and Barkley's like, I'm just going to meet with him. I owe him that. I hope to God this man does not look at this. If he goes back to the Giants, I got to question his ability to understand business and his potential and understand logic. If Saquon Barkley returns to the Giants and foregoes going to Houston or the Ravens or the Chargers or one of the other locations we've designated him, we've we've granted him full authority to go to his choice of Houston, LAC, Dallas, or Baltimore. There's no other place to go, Barkley. You need to go to Houston. Let me tell you again, in case you're watching, Barkley, write this down. Houston, LAC, Baltimore, and Dallas. Those are the only four places you should be traveling right now. Those are the only four locations you should be go, going and getting wined and dined. I do think you should visit all four so you can take advantage of some steak dinners, get four, five, six, seven of those bad boys out of this process. But let me tell you something, Barkley. You go to the Giants, I'm not drafting you. If you go to Dallas, Baltimore, Houston, LAC, you are a top 14 overall player in fantasy football 2024 drafts, young man. But if you go to the Giants, you're taking a lap, and I'm taking away your Bijan card. Your Bijan card has been revoked. I don't understand these players sometimes, and maybe this again. This is just the the tale of one side. You know what I mean? Maybe the Giants are just like, hey, let's, let's put this out there. We're doing, we're doing it. We're talking to them. We're doing it. 
uh, Trey Lance, you know, this, this kind of pisses me off, to be honest. Like, let's think about this for a second. I know a lot of people are going to say I missed on Trey Lance, and I don't really look at it that way. I think there are some players that just, they lose their opportunity. I think I think Kyle Shanahan ruined him. He played three, three and a half games, four games, whatever it was. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't fail. He didn't fail. He did not fail. Look at me. I'm, look at me when I tell you he didn't fail. He didn't fail. You Trey Lance hater out there. He didn't fail. And what pisses me off more than anything is that there's talk about Zach Wilson getting a job, getting traded. I don't think he does get traded. He wants to get traded. He's been granted permission to pick up the phone. No one's going to answer. He's Here's Zach, here, here's, uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, they're watching. The Jets are just right over there. And he goes, can I use the phone? Yeah. Permission? Thank you. Ring, 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 ring. Hi, you've reached the voicemail of... Uh, hey, Bob. Yeah. Oh, oh. Your call cannot be connected at this time. Yeah, I told... Yeah, okay. I'll be over there. We'll talk. Yeah, definitely. How's Sandy? Um, I'm sorry. This call has been disconnected. Sandy's doing good? Okay. Yeah, they really want to talk to me over there in uh, in Minnesota. I might be in Minnesota. I might be over in Minnesota throwing to JJ. You better offer me something. That's Zach, Ro- That's Zach Wilson. He's not going to get anything. But it pisses me off people are talking about it. Trey Lance gets nothing. Well, you know what? Maybe Dak Prescott not wishing ill will upon anybody. Believe me. This last thing I'm going to want someone get hurt or failing. I, I don't want anybody to fail in life. Look, anybody anybody wants anybody to fail in life, that's a, that's a sour way to look at things. You should. There's enough success to be had for everybody. You should always be rooting for people to have success. And if you're rooting for someone's demise, other than when we say we want Arthur Smith out, and like those are subjective things that that his dad owns FedEx. I'm not worried about Arthur Smith getting fired. These are these are people making millions of dollars, millions of dollars. It's a whole different thing. Okay, I've got a heart. At the end of the day, if I knew someone was struggling, I would want them to find a place in the organization for him, put them in a desk somewhere. I don't want anybody to lose the bread. You know what I'm saying? To their chickens. But but this if 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 Dak Prescott fails. This offense is potent. This offense is amazing. C.D. Lamb's there. You're probably going to have Derrick Henry or Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley running the football. Or Braylon Allen would be fantastic. If Trey Lance gets a shot, I think it's going to be something fun and special to watch. And the Dallas uh, Cowboys will pick up Trey Lance's $4.25 million summer roster bonus. And I like this a lot. He's a very, very strong backup quarterback to have on roster. And, and I, I have a weird feeling we haven't seen the end of Trey Lance. We'll just have to see what's going to what's gonna unfold. Again, not rooting against Dak. I'm just telling you, I kind of have a weird feeling. Uh, Alexander Madison, uh, get him a desk. Uh, you know, I, I, don't want, I don't want him to, to, to be out of a job, but he definitely shouldn't be playing football for the, the Vikings. Get him a desk. Get him a desk right by the water cooler. He's fine. TPS reports. I don't want him going anywhere. J.K. Dobbins coming back from, from his Achilles. Uh, he's running strong and cutting, but... Look, your boy's not a a, a, a licensed doctor. <coughs> Somebody get Smitty some water or a Mexican Coke. That'll work. I'm not a licensed physician, doctor, dentist, hygienist, but I'm the best deep fake fantasy football breakdown doctor you will find on YouTube. And I'm telling you right now, the biggest concern with JK, compensation injuries not a little hammy here or there although that's certainly in the in the case achilles acl usually leads to a pulled hamstring and a and a a lost year the first year back from from a big injury like acl or achilles 
The problem with Achilles is you usually tear your other Achilles when you are going too hard too fast. And this is the most injury-prone running back in the entire National Football League next to Cam Akers. Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins, two of my biggest avoids over the last two, three years, and I've gotten roasted for it. And I have to say, I feel pretty damn vindicated. To the moon. Oh, whoops. Not not celebrating injury, taking victory laps, not suggesting that at all. Get him a desk. I, I love for him to have a desk. I don't want him to fail. I don't want him to get hurt. But I'm telling you that when you come back too quick like Cam Akers did, what did I say? What were the words that came out of my mouth when Cam Akers played football the same season he tore his Achilles tendon? What did I say? And Aaron Rodgers doing it would have been slightly different. It would have been very risky. But he's not running and cutting and exploding, trying to hit a hole, firing off on that Achilles every single time. He's dancing around, bobbing around. That is a more attainable goal to play off the first year. But when... Akers tried to play his first year, or, or not even his first year back from an Achilles tear. The same year, he played the final game or two, didn't he? Played the final game or two. I said he's going to tear the other Achilles. Go find the tape, the tape, run it back. Go find the tape and run it back. I predicted him to tear his other Achilles because he rushed it. You can't rush an Achilles. You'll compensate and injure something else. And again, you'll probably injure a hamstring, something you know that lingers. But you, what I'm saying is, your compensation is going to lead to a season-ending injury. Broken something, torn ACL, or furthermore, a, a ruptured Achilles on the other leg. This guy is out there uh, five and a half months after suffering an Achilles tear. The most injury-prone running back left in the NFL. The most, let me repeat that. The most injury-prone running back in the National Football League is out there five and a half months after tearing his Achilles and he's firing off like he's in the in the game right now. 90% cuts. He's out there just bursting on it. He's going to tear something. It's ridiculously stupid for such a brittle man to go out there. He's made of glass. He's going to go out there with a, a, a still torn Achilles tendon. It's not fully healed. It can't be. The body doesn't heal that quick for that explosion. Could it heal to kind of get through like an Aaron Rodgers type of return? Maybe. But running backs fire off. I want everybody to stand up real quick. Hey, hey, don't, hey, consult, consult your physician. Consult your physician before you do this. I want everybody to stand up real quick. Everybody stand up. I'm serious. If you can stand up, stand up. Everybody stand up. I want you to put your left leg in front of your right leg. Your arms up like this, okay? Pretend you're just a receiver. We're not even a running back right now. Okay, we're just a receiver. You're on the line. Pretend you're about to take your first step. Okay, your back leg. Push off and just kind of feel the way your Achilles tendon. You're not, you're not, you haven't got off the ground. You're just pushing off. You're lifting your heel off the ground and you're about to explode forward, right? You're just rocking forward. Rock like that. Feel your Achilles tendon. It feels like a tight cord. It's And if you reach back and feel... Above your heel, below your calf, it's a cord. It's like a, a big, thick cord. That's what he ruptured. Achilles tears are so difficult to come back from. This guy ruptured his Achilles tendon, ripped it in half. That cord, feel that cord. That's, you don't, until you tear your Achilles, you have no idea what it even is. You don't even fathom what it would feel like. Once you rip your Achilles, it's like your soul leaves your body. You'll never trust that thing ever again. That cord can get ripped. What? 
and your entire leg becomes worthless. You can't lift your heel or do anything. That Achilles tendon's gone. That lever that works the foot's gone. This guy's five and a half months out of surgery, the most brittle running back in the National Football League. Where are we at? Uh, Najee Harris. <laughs> Smitty. Smitty. Smitty, it's Caleb. Uh, but Smitty, uh, don't you think Arthur Smith has had success in the past with the running backs, right? And, you know, basically, I just feel like maybe we see, you know, it was in Tennessee. You know, he had success there. Uh, they ran the ball well with Algier. They were still one of the better, you know, carry teams in the league, leading carries. Uh, do you think maybe it's possible Najee Harris has real fantastic seasons, Vinny? I'm just feeling like Najee Harris is going to do well. Uh, maybe Arthur Smith proves us wrong now that he's not a head coach, and he can just, you know, hand the ball off to Najee. Najee's going to have a good year. You sure about that? You sure about that? Are you sure it's not Jalen Warren? Are you sure it's not the third running back on the roster? Why in the hell would this man trust his number one RB? He treated Bijan Robinson as the third goal line back. He called Tyler Algier this Arthur Smith character, now OC in Pittsburgh. He called Tyler Algier one of the best goal line backs in the National Football League. Uh, and then, so you're like, okay, may maybe, maybe, maybe. Steelers GM uh, when was evasive when asked about Najee Harris' fifth, you know, his fifth year option, uh, team option for 2025 at the combine. They, they don't know what they want. Pittsburgh doesn't know what they want. Arthur Smith doesn't know what he's doing. And and according to Ron Navy, who's the biggest Steeler fan I've ever met, he doesn't believe in Tomlin at all. And Ron's expecting nothing out of the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. He's not even going to call up and yell at me or argue with me. This is more his take than it is mine. And I'm not saying Najee, there's in a world where Najee doesn't get great carries and does well. But he's also got that touch of injury worry. Okay? And it, 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 it feels like there's too many problems here to be banking on him on any level. I, do, I think I could draft Pickens as my late, late, late wide receiver 3-4 just because he could be a wide receiver too. But it's Arthur Smith. He just made Drake London look like he was playing in high school again. I, I didn't, I, you know, you, I, I think we don't realize how good Drake London is. Clearly, I believe I do because I've got him on the freaking Marsman list. But I'm trying to remind people that Drake London. He's on a shuttle tomorrow. Drake London could, Drake London could be. He could be a top 5 to 10 wide receiver. I don't even want to say 6 to 10. I want to give him the respect. He could be the top 5 to 10. Anyway, not Najee, I'm, I, let someone else play that game. I don't I don't want to experiment with Najee Harris or any Pittsburgh Steelers this year. Give it to somebody else. Let, let them kind of bump other guys down is the way I look at them. They're placeholders. The Steelers are placeholders. Uh, Mikko Hardman, Jets beat writer. Connor Hughes reports that there's validated belief that the Jets, uh, uh, from the Jets, that Miko Hardman leaked game plans to the Eagles and Chiefs. Now, you might be saying, okay, you mean like he he has knowledge of it and he's had discussions, you know. No, they're saying that Miko Hardman leaked game footage like 
because of playing time, like during seasons, is what the the the, the what's being implied here. Like he leaked it to the enemy during seasons. Like this guy almost can't be trusted. Now they're they're allegations. We, you know, nothing's been been proven or anything like that. But that's crazy. That's crazy. If he's been he's been getting upset about workload and he goes and spills the beans about the team he's playing for in multiple times. Uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, look. Let's let's just let's relish in this man for a second. Speaking on Pro Football Talk, NFL Executive VP of Football Operations Troy Vincent said, "There's no support to ban the Tush Push, aka the better known name is the Brotherly Shove. This Tush Push thing. I don't know why people started calling it that. So this is here to stay right now. There's no there's no support for it. Uh, and even if they took it away, all you anti-Jalen Hurts people out there that say, oh, he'd never be, without the tush push, he's not a very good quarterback, Smitty. I really don't like Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is a good fantasy football QB, but he certainly is not a top five. QB, get out of here. <laughs> if you think Jalen Hurts isn't in the conversation of a top four to five NFL QB, if you think Brock Purdy's better than Jalen Hurts, you're taking, I'm taking away your Bijan card and I'm never giving it back. Your Bijan card has been revoked. These these ridiculous claims that Jalen Hurts is not a good quarterback is just they're stupid. They're just stupid. St- I'm sorry. They're just stupid stances. I, I you know if, if they're if they're rooted in fandom, I, they're not stupid. They're they're just loyalty off misplaced loyalty. But if if you truly are a fantasy football connoisseur or an NFL stats person, and you're sitting there breaking down how why Jalen Hurts is not a great quarterback after he was dominant, and no one in their right mind would have said differently the year prior, but because of the year they don't have Shane Steichen, and they don't go in the right direction with their coordinating situation, you're going to come out now after the fact and go, yeah, Jalen Hurts ain't good. What are you going to do when Kellen Moore fixes this ship and writes all the wrongs that were done last year? What are you going to do when Kellen Moore, who turns CeeDee Lamb and the Cowboys offense into a top five monster year after year after year. I don't care if he failed in LAC. This guy, Kellen Moore, knows what he's doing. He's a quarterback architect. He's an offensive guru, and he's going to turn Jalen Hurts' train back around heading in the right direction. Jalen Hurts is going to explode, and if he's falling to round three a lot of the time, and he's an absolute steal in round three. Jalen Hurts is one of the better steals in fantasy football 2024 inside round three, and the tush push ain't going anywhere. Bill, Bob, and doubting Donnie. Brock Bowers said that he is undecided on whether or not he will work out at the NFL scouting combine. That was an old, uh, old report there. Um, I hate that these players feel entitled, though. NFL Network, uh, Tua, Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, the Dolphins are hopeful to get something done before training camp. This this makes me wonder if Mike McDaniel doesn't share the same bad tendencies as Kyle Shanahan. He comes from the Shanahan coaching tree. You know, and, and what did Shanahan struggle with for freaking a decade? You know, or, or a decade, but, but for almost his entire tenure in San Francisco, quarterback. He, he doesn't make good quarterback decisions. He doesn't know what he's doing. And you could say Brock Purdy. Well, I would say uh, Adam Peters. But he did... No, Adam Peters. I don't know if you know. noticed when Adam Peters was interviewed and they said, how do you love your new you know organization? What are you thinking? What are you going to do in Washington? Adam Peters is the architect of scouting and finding Kittle and finding Brock Purdy and finding talent for the 49ers. He's the he's the the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain in San Francisco. Everybody wants to say it's Shanahan and, and John Lynch. 
Adam Peters might have more to do with the success the Niners have had than, than Shanahan or John Lynch by themselves. Adam Peters was probably the most important component of the 49ers organization. And he was the assistant GM. They didn't elevate him to DM. They should have elevated John Lynch to another higher role, like president of operations or something, and put Adam Peters as, as GM. Adam Peters going to Washington, they interviewed him, and he said at the Combine, he said, i got to go find another Brock Purdy. I've got to go find my, another Brock Purdy or my next Brock Purdy. This is what Adam Peters, Adam, Adam Peters was insinuating how much he had to do with Brock Purdy. And I didn't hear a lot of people talking about it. Maybe I should have did a live stream on it. But Adam Peters, Brock Purdy, Kittle, this guy knows what he's doing. And part of me feels like this Kyle Shanahan coaching tree, while it shares a lot of the great aspects and, and characteristics, they're amazing offensive coordinators, they're amazing scheme guys, but they make horrible head coaching decisions. Mike McDaniel does make horrible coaching decisions at times, especially around the quarterback situation. If you think and disagree with me, then why did he send Tua Tagovailoa concussed back onto the field? And if you say he didn't know, I call cap on that. Why? Because everyone and their mother saw him fall to the ground, his arms locked up like this, and then when he got up, he fell, they grabbed him, and you cannot tell me that he didn't have 10 people in his ear, that he didn't see that, that he wasn't paying attention to that, and he threw Tua Tagovailoa back out onto the field. He does make bad head coaching decisions. That is one of them. And the fact that Mike McDaniel, who I like a lot, his scheme's amazing, I love A-Chan, I love everything about what's going on in Miami, it would be 100,000 times better if Miami Mike McDaniel knew, even though I like Tua enough for fantasy purposes to get things done once in a while. He would know that this is not the answer. The offense is making Tua. If you plug Fields into the Miami offense, it would be through the roof. Fields to Miami is probably as good of a landing spot as Fields to Atlanta. Why he why he believes this, I have no I have no idea. I have no idea. This guy's one hit away from his career being over, and you're going to lock him up to a long-term deal without a backup plan. Like the Jets didn't have a backup plan for an old Aaron Rodgers. That sounds real smart, Miami Mike. Keep keep following the, the blueprint that Kyle Shanahan made for you. As much as I love Miami Mike McDaniel, he's making big, grave mistakes that look a lot like Kyle Shanahan's. Caleb Williams. All signs point to, uh, in regards to the Bears drafting a QB with the number one overall pick. Yet another report that Justin Fields is getting traded. It's not a matter of, Will he get traded? It's when and to who. And if you think Fields is staying, it's a pipe dream. I don't blame you for trying to live the pipe dream, but it is a pipe dream. The, the phone lines are open. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. Cap for Life says, Preach Smitty. Appreciate you. I haven't been able to read a lot of the comments. Um... But uh, I, I will get to some of that now. I've been kind of in ramp mode for 49 straight minutes. Um, that happens. That happens here on this channel. Let's put the phone number on screen here. We'll put it right above my head there. 
Dial into the phone line. Uh, do it live. Your boy's here to take your calls. I don't know how long we'll be here. We'll be back to do a, a Dynasty show tonight. As a fantasy fantasy fan, BK, appreciate you. I'm loving it. But as a Raider fan, I'm saying, no, we need a QB. Uh, fight for that seven seed. Uh, one thing I will tell you, I, I did get a little bit roasted, I think, even in my own chat when I said that Fields would be, when I initially started reporting predictions on the Fields situation, we're talking about like the Super Bowl hadn't happened yet. I said that the number eight pick for Fields is something I would do. I would. I would. I don't care. I would. It's worth it. You know what's not worth it? Playing hardball and losing it to the Minnesota Vikings and not having Fields. Would I try and get a second round pick so that's more of a move down than a surrender of a first rounder? It's like, move your first rounder down. Let's swap second and first, and, and then you guys get fields. That's something I, I totally could get behind. Let's swap eight and nine and give a, and a second rounder and then a conditional second rounder that could become a first, but you know, or a third rounder that could, could become a, a first if, let's say, the the Falcons make it to a, uh, to, to a, to a championship game. If the Falcons make it to a championship game, that third rounder becomes a first round pick. And it's worth it at that point, right? You're, you're, you're ensuring that you don't have to overpay now, but if it works out, you're going to pay the fair price. Those are the trades you make. And, and I got roasted for even mentioning first round picks, but I'll tell you right now that the demand is what decides what Fields is going to go for. If Even in the chat right now, no offense, but if you're saying that Fields won't go, need a, he won't require a first round pick. I, I know I know this stuff. You know, you know, tell me you know. Tell me you don't know ball, Smitty. I got that in the in the Instagram comments. Smitty, tell me you don't know ball without telling me you don't know ball. When you say Fields could could go, not will go, could go for a first round pick. Because I know everything. I'm so I'm so good at this. Uh, just like everybody told me. Yeah, Smitty, uh, uh, Bijan won't go in the top ten. Running backs don't go in the top ten. He was number eight overall. He was number eight overall. He won't go in the top ten. Number eight, no way he's going to go to the Falcons. No way he's going to go here. No way he's going to go there. We knew he was going eight overall. Where did those people go to after that? Into a into a dark space, under a rock. They didn't come back and say, you're right, I'm sorry. Yeah, Bijan did go in the top ten. I, I just didn't see it. Good job on that. We don't hear that. We don't need cookies or second place trophies or pats on the back. We don't need that. I'm not saying I need that. But all I'm saying is, when someone says that the Atlanta Falcons... Won't surrender a first-round pick or a trade-down type of move first to a second. That's a trade-down, not necessarily a surrender of a whole pick. You're just you're telling me what you believe he's worth. It doesn't matter what I think or what you think. What matters is what the demand is, supply and demand. Does anybody know like when when PlayStations come out and they're in high demand, or or or, or Prime uh, uh, hydration drink when that was like just coming out and they didn't produce a lot of them. There's shortages. You'd see a case of it going for $48, $60, just for just a little case of it that normally gets sold for, you know, $23 or something. Supply and demand. Tickle me Elmo back in the day. That was the first case of supply and demand in the public uh, domain that we'd ever researched and looked at it from a, uh, from a big lens. People don't even know what I'm talking about. Tickle me Elmo. Uh, uh, it, it was like a, a, a an animal or a stuffed animal or something, and and when it came out, it was so popular that thing was selling for like ten times the value, and because the the, the 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 demand was eight thousand times higher than the supply. The housing market, uh, uh, you know, months or year year ago, two years ago, there was so much demand for a house and only so many houses, and that's going to return, and that's why the the houses skyrocket in value. It's the same thing. Supply and demand. Don't tell me Fields ain't, ain't getting a first rounder. It comes down to supply and demand. 
if Fields and Cousins are the only big name veterans out there and Cousins coming off an Achilles tear, guess what Fields is? The hot commodity. And guess who needs a quarterback? The Vikings, the Denver Broncos, the Las Vegas Raiders, New Orleans Saints, the Seattle Seahawks, potentially, the Atlanta Falcons, the Giants if you you tempt them, the New England Patriots, the Washington Commanders, maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers, maybe the Miami Dolphins if they're smart. That's a lot of teams. Bob, that's a lot of teams. Cliff, that supply is really low and that demand is really high. Don't be surprised if Fields costs something along the lines of a first rounder being involved with compensation that helps offset it or a conditional third or second that turns into a first rounder based on how good Fields does and where the Atlanta Falcons travel to in 2024. That's what the reality of the situation is. Uh, phone lines are, are open still. Dial in, dial in. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. That's too much for field, says Knights. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you or I think. The demand is the demand. Not saying he's guaranteed to go for a first, but I think people are thinking you're getting him for a third rounder. Not going to happen. And, and it's not like people can play play it out and call the bluff of the, the Bears and say, let's see if we can get a third rounder. They're petrified to lose fields to the Minnesota Vikings, the Falcons are. The Falcons are petrified to lose them to any team that, that needs a quarterback. The Denver Broncos, the Las Vegas Raiders. All these teams will bite at the right price. Why would you not if you need a quarterback? And so you can't play around with third rounders. You can't play around with one second rounder. One second rounder is not getting you Justin Fields. And if you believe that it can or shouldn't even cost you that, oh, I've seen people go, it shouldn't even be a third-round pick, then you just hate fields. Like, be honest and upfront about it. You know? Uh, Russ is 225 odds to be a Steeler. I think the Steelers are a great place for Russell Wilson. I think he could do some damage there to a degree. Um... got here if a lot of teams are interested then i agree with you i i uh yeah i think it, it just comes down to the demand bro that's all it comes down to it doesn't come out come down to anything else tua is terrible without tyreek and waddle yeah i mean he can be terrible with them too though he can be great with them sometimes because the offense is so potent but uh our falcons need veteran qb period no justin fields Says Bruce. Well, that's your opinion. You obviously don't like Fields, but that's okay. Uh, Kevin says Smitty, absolutely, Smitty, uh, absolutely correct. My Falcons need Fields big time. Dirty Birds will go over the Saints and Tampa Bay if we had Fields all day. Poor Bryce Young. Poor Bryce Young. Smitty. Lions working on that contract. Uh, Amon Ra. I bet your Miami Dolphin fans don't like your take on Tua Tagovailoa or Mike McDaniel. I don't know that they probably they probably look at it as an honest take. I'm not against the the Miami Dolphin fans, but also I'm very very pro Miami Dolphins. I'm very pro you know players on the Miami Dolphins. A chance one of my favorite players, so I think I do you know grease the 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 Miami Dolphin content enough. You know what I'm saying? If we're the Falcons, if I were the Falcons, I would overpay for Fields all day. He 
would sell tickets for sure. I mean, again, what you got to understand is like, if for everybody that's doubting that Fields is worth the eight overall, okay, let's say you don't you don't think he's worth the eight overall. Sure, you could you could call the bluff and let seven or eight other teams come in and pay a little more than you're trying to squeeze out. But what are you going to do if the door closes and, and the trade gets announced? He's going to the Denver Broncos, Minnesota Vikings, Las Vegas Raiders. Just imagine your team you, you think he's going to go to. And what are you doing? You're like, damn it. Why didn't we just pay it? He's worth the eight overall pick. I will say, JD5's got no shot slipping past the two, let alone the three. But like maybe you try and move up. But I don't think Washington or New England would move. New England might trade from three to eight. If they like Bo Nix or Penix Jr., you know what I mean. Um, but I think I think Atlanta, if they don't get Fields, I don't. I like Cousins as a stopgap measure for a couple of years. It's a long stopgap, but I almost like Penix Jr., Bo Nix more because I think with Zach Robinson, he'll develop them. They'll be very good. I already already like both those quarterbacks a lot. I think Bo Nix would be fantastic in Atlanta. I think Penix Jr. would be fantastic in in Atlanta. So I'm, I'm on board with any of the scenarios. Russell Wilson would be great in Atlanta. I, I it, it wouldn't be the best option out of the out of the group, probably the last one. But I'll put pecking order wise: Fields, Bo Nix, Penix Jr., Cousins, and I think Cousins could do better for 2024. But I'm trying to factor in everything, right? And then Russell Wilson. But I think Atlanta does find one of those options. I don't think they go in another direction that everyone thinks is maybe still possible. I don't think they do that. I don't think Zach Robinson, who has full control, would even contemplate taking this job if he wasn't given creative control and he's been given it. We've already got confirmation he's in charge of the offense. Um, Maybe the GM will have some say, obviously, but I think if Zach Robinson wants Penix Jr., Raheem Morris, it's going to happen. Like He'll get Penix Jr. If he wants Bo Nix, he'll get Bo Nix. If he wants Russell Wilson and he's available, he'll get Russell Wilson. The caveat and problem with Russell Wilson is that he's going to be designated a June cut, a post-June cut, so you're probably not going to see him available till later, and you can't play that game that late in June. You've got to solve your quarterback problem as if you may not land the Russell Wilson sweepstakes. You have no clue if you're going to be the team he even wants to go to. So you can't play that game. You can't. You can't trust. Even if he said, I want to go there, I want to go there. You can't trust that he won't get a better offer or bigger bag or change his mind. You've got to prepare for the worst. So Russell Wilson is actually going to enter a dangerous dangerous territory uh, where he probably probably is very borderline a backup quarterback in the National Football League or goes into a very cloudy situation like returns to Seattle. (laughs) <laughs> you know, or something like that, or goes to New Orleans and Derek Carr maybe starts week one and then Russell Wilson takes over. Like he'll go to a cloudy situation um, because no team's going to wait on him assuming they land him. They're just going to have to move on and make a move. Atlanta's probably not going to have Russell Wilson unless they traded for him. Um, Pittsburgh can t- can play that game because they can just roll a picket, wait for Russell Wilson, and hopefully upgrade picket. If not, they roll a picket. New Orleans can play this game because they got Derek Carr. They just do what they do. LV can kind of play this game because they've got O'Connell. They've, they've publicly said they like him. And maybe LV says, let's take a risk that we get Russell Wilson. Let's back draft a backup quarterback. Maybe they find Rattler too. But Russell Wilson becomes available and then and then boom. You know, they swing they swing it on over and, and but but the only the only thing Russell Wilson will be able to do 
is help a team that probably has a quarterback solution that just is kind of not the best one. And then he competes and he wins the job. But he's not necessarily going to find a wide open job. He, he, it's not going to have enough time. Uh, Okafer's on the phone. Hey. What's Actually, up? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me do a sound check real quick. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. Okay, let me let me try this. Is this better? Or that worse? that is better. Okay. Damn these these uh beat these beat fit pros earbuds I guess stink or they're echoey or something. All right, what can I do for you, Okay, for? Yeah, so about fields, buddy. See, I, sometimes uh, I'm confused take. about <laughs> about whether or not uh like, like, like what the fantasy take is versus what the you know like the real life like team take. For example, you know, like uh, Fields to the Falcons I was talking about. I'd agree that Fields going to the Falcons would be a better situation. But fantasy-wise, I know you said that that uh, it helped Bijan. But what do you think of the passing, I mean, the, the receiving? Well, option? how good was DJ Moore? DJ, did he get like 1,300 yards or something like that? Yeah. Pretty damn good. See, 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 see the, the thing is, I think DJ Moore is the kind of receiver that can survive on uh, not much volume. Like, he can take a short pass and try to get to a long game. London, to me, is more of a volume type. So, depending on what kind of offense that they run, and I don't know if they're going to, like, bring what, what, First receiver. of all, what, ma- what makes you say all this? Like, what, what makes you think DJ Moore... Like, like I'm, I'm just trying to get a feel for like why you're, you're bringing it that direction. Like DJ Moore had 96 receptions. Like, wh- where are you even going with this? Like, like how can you, how can you say that maybe DJ Moore can survive the low volume that uh, Drake London's about to take on when he had 136 targets and 96 receptions last year, Okafer? Like, I don't understand why you're, 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 you're pulling at straws here. You're trying to fabricate a reason why London might suffer when what I just explained to you is that DJ Moore exploded and I got okay, DJ, I got DJ Moore stats on screen 1364 eight TDs 96 receptions what's wrong with that for Drake London how, how is Drake London not going to survive that not to mention like okay. he, he's on the rise bro we don't even know how good Drake London is we're just tapping into his ability he's, he's quite arguably oh. a top five guy I would say Drake London's better than DJ Moore by, by quite a bit, and you're going to see that. That I don't know. There's, they're like different kind of players. Wow. I feel like it, I feel like that, that, that's a perfect. But I do, I do think Drake like like the talent is similar enough. But um, like the level of talent. But uh, what, what, what was I saying again? I don't know what you're saying because what you're saying here <laughs> doesn't make sense. But go ahead. Let, let me answer this real quick, and you can you can have a follow up if if I don't answer your question. I'll, I'll say that, that Justin Fields amplifies everything. He was great for Cole Komet. Cole Komet was going off. Kyle Pitts is going to be fine. DJ Moore was a monster. 96 Uh-oh. receptions, 136 targets, 1364 yards, 8 touchdowns, 14 to a pop. This is London. London's going to have this. London will have the, these numbers in, in, uh, in Atlanta with Justin Fields. Not to mention okay. that if they keep the eight pick, they'll draft a Dunze. They'll do something. 
with that. If they surrender it, so be it. They'll maybe they get a trade down. Maybe they bring in a uh, a Leggett or they bring in a Corley. You know, guys that we like. Or they bring in a Hollywood Brown off the the wide receiver free agent wire. I mean, you got Hollywood Brown here. You got Gabe Davis. There, there's moves to be made. Ridley. There, there, there's you bring bring Ridley back. Bring Ridley back. It happens all the time. Uh, so there's a lot, lot of, lot of potential solutions to help make it even easier for Fields to find London open and not double teamed. But what you have in Bijan is so unique. What you have in Bijan is a player that's better than Kyron at catching the football. And Kyron's amazing. I love Kyron. But you have, if you didn't have that elite wide receiver, let's say you brought in Gabe Davis, you're kind of wondering if he'll do well. You have Bijan offsetting what Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua offered Zach Robinson in LA last year. You have Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts offsetting some of that wide receiver loss. And you have Bijan offsetting, you know what I mean? It's just balanced differently. But you easily, if you say Puka Nakua, an aging Cooper Cup all year long, injured on and off the field, and Kyron, I venture to say Bijan, London, and Pitts is better. Like, it's better for the long term because Cup is deteriorating. Puka Nakua is fantastic. Kyron, I love. Bijan and Kyron, you could you could say, are even even for 2024. That's a good both of them are. London and Kyle Pitts, I think, are just a fantastic combination to give Justin Fields. He loves both those, de- delivering targets to both those positions greatly. I just don't understand how... Anybody would say he's good in fantasy, but he won't do well in the in terms of NFL quarterbacking. I, I don't get it. He's got an arsenal to, to un, yep. unleash to. He's got a good offensive line, which could say he didn't in Chicago, bro. He also has a good defense. Like my my thing with Fields was always that first year. Was it was that was that his rookie year? I don't know if it was his rookie year or the year after that. That there's like bad. There's like certain like thresholds of bet, you know that you that you that you could like come back from. Like no matter what the situation was, you should at least be able to like hit this threshold. And the numbers, looking at them, were just so terrible. You're just kind of talking over. You're just kind of talking. I'm saying I'm saying I'm saying I understand why people that I understand why people would say. That feel like they're questionable about fields and his like NFL success. Yeah. Here, here's here's the, here's the problem. Here's the problem though with the argument pre DJ Moore. Okay, pre DJ Moore. The the time oh, period time period you're judging him. He had nobody. No, 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 he had nobody. I, I, no, listen, hold on, Okafer. He had nobody. Not only did he have nobody, Ryan Poles was cutting the meat off the bone on both sides of the football. He was cutting good defensive linemen, trading good defense, uh, good defensive players. I mean, he was trading, cutting good defensive players. He was trimming down the fat across the entire team, offense, defense, everywhere. He literally, Fields literally had a skeleton crew. People didn't even know what wide receivers by name he had at the end of the season, the season prior to DJ Moore, the season that a lot of people judge him for, and. He still managed to rush for what was it, 1,100 yards and and an absolute running back type season, and he still only had, I believe, it was a, was it 10 or 11 interceptions or whatever it was. Uh, Ziggy, how many interceptions did Justin Fields have in 2022? 
In the 2022 season, Justin Fields threw 11 interceptions. There you go, Le- 11. Y- 11. It's all up here, Okafor. It's all up here. 11 interceptions. Justin Fields threw 11 interceptions with a skeleton crew, scrambling for his life, running for 1,100 yards. Ziggy, how many rushing yards did Fields have? Oh, hold on. He doesn't know Fields. Ziggy, how many rushing yards did Justin Fields have in 2022? I think it was like 1130. In the 2022 season, Justin Fields rushed for 1,143 yards. 1143. It's all up here, Okafor. It's all up here. He ran for 1143. 1143. And and looked like a running back. He's, he had running back numbers. He had running back numbers on top of. He did it with a skeleton crew. Only threw 11 INTs. One thing I can tell you for certain is you cannot rip on a quarterback for not being accurate or making bad decisions when they only throw 11 INTs during a season where they've got to run for 1,100 yards. You know why? Because if you're improvising, tucking and running because no one's open, you're making good decisions to protect the football. If you've got a skeleton crew and you're running so much because no one's open, you should have 15, 20 INTs on bad decision-making. If anything, I was a big advocate of Fields coming off of 2022 more than I was concerned about it. Because to me, I saw a man that had 11 INTs and 1,143 rushing yards with no one to throw to. No one on defense, no one on offense. Ryan Poles cut the meat off the bone on all sides. And I did rip him for it. And this is one reason why I probably don't like him is because he put Fields in a very vulnerable position and he ended up getting hurt. He put him in a very vulnerable position, not giving him any support and said, run it out there by yourself, Fields. Let's cross our fingers, hope you don't get injured and cut all the meat off the bone. And if we make it out on the other side, I'm going to look like a genius because you made it out okay. And now I get to cut the meat off the bone to prepare for the next year, have more money to work with, more capital and everything. And I look like a genius. He put... His career on on in jeopardy, putting mileage on his legs he didn't need to put on, abuse on his body he didn't need to put on. That's why I don't like polls for, for one big reason, is he mismanaged fields in 2022. Are you talking about last year or the year before that? It was last year, 2022, Okafer? Yes. No. Well, no. No. We're in 2024, Okafer. Welcome. <laughs> Was it, was it the 2022 season? Hold on. I'm getting, I'm getting confused looking at it. This is last year. Yeah. This was 22. I don't know yeah, what happened. Yeah, I'm 22. Uh, what else do you want to say about any of the other news or Justin Fields or prediction as far as where he goes? Yeah. It was, maybe it's a matter of perspective. You know? Like, for example, if London, I mean, if uh, Fields goes to Atlanta, where would you have London ranked in terms of receivers? Fantasy-wise, fantasy I think he can be top 6-10. to 10. I'd try and get him as late in that territory as I could. I'm not going to force it, you know, and I'll, I'll take advantage of it where I can. And I'd call him, like, top 20. Yeah, well, that, I, it depends what kind of offense yeah, they run. Wrong. 
top twenty. Hopefully, top twenty. Top twenty. How Okafor? Ninety-six receptions, one thousand three, uh, one thousand sixty-four yards, and eight TDs for for DJ Moore last year. How is he twenty? How is he twenty? I'm not anticipating enough pass volume. Okay. Why? 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 Why are you not ant- anticipating a Zach Robinson aerial attack? Why? Yeah, I'll just have to see what kind of offense. Okay, running. wait and see so, Willie. Oh. You're waiting to see Willie. I get it. That, that's all you had to say. I'm a wait and see Willie. I'll, I'll back off. Okay. You're a wait and see, Willie. You need to see it done. You need to be like, I'll get on board after I see it. Yeah, no one's going to allow you to get on board after you see it. Your field's card will be taken away, and no one's going to sell them. So wait and see, Willie never gets to partake. He thinks he's going to. I want to be careful, Caleb. I want to be wait and see, Willie. Uh, I'll just I'll just come in when it's safe and clear. Well, you know what? Scared money don't make money, Okafor. I'll go check it out. Hold my beer. Get me a coffee. I'll go I'll go ahead of the curve and let you know if the ghost, the coast is clear for you, okay? Right, I'll man. take care of this uh, wait, one. Are you saying he's going to finish that, or that's like his ceiling? His ceiling six to ten. Six. His ceiling is number six overall. I draft him as late in the in the ten, probably ten to twelve territory that I could. I take advantage of his ADP. So ceiling, ceiling six, floor twelve. The ceiling is the worst wide receiver one. You know, one through twelve are your wide receiver ones, right? So, so twelve. To, you know, eight, six to twelve is his range, and I draft him back to back with Devontae Smith as my wide receivers one and two. If I waited on a wide receiver and I was able to get those two bad boys as my one and two, I'd love it. Stack up running backs early on, like let's say you had the twelve and thirteen pick back to back. You take Gibbs and Kyron, if if that fell to you. Oh, you're not going to take a wide receiver. Then you get London and Devontae Smith. Then you get Joe Burrow. Then you go to the bank and you say, give me a, a, an advance on my winnings. Here's my roster. You put the napkin against the, the glass. They look at it and they say, hey, Billy, you come on over and take a look at this. They, they stare at your team on the napkin and they say, how'd you, is this a four-man league, six-man league? You tell them 12 and they say, get that, that, that get the, the checks, the advance, you know, the IOUs, bring them on over. We're going to give this guy an advance. All right. All right. If, if Nate... If neighbors went to the Cardinals, you drop you drafting neighbors or London? Dynasty or redraft? Redraft. London. In Dynasty, I think I think neighbors could be better. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Okay. Um, um, don't if, worry about if it. Neighbors went. I, I'm not saying I don't love neighbors there, but I'm just saying like London is London's as good. Talking about year Maybe. one, year one. I like neighbors a lot. I think Dynasty wise, neighbors has more value than London. I think in redraft, um, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good home. It would be a good scenario for sure. Neighbors would be up there, but I, I, I personally think London's going to be that good. And yeah, and neighbors won't won't uh, be going to the Cardinals. They're take they're not going to take them four. I don't know. I mean, maybe if they if they want a receiver and I don't know, Patriots do some wild. Yeah, yeah. Thing. I mean, maybe you never know. They could trade down, and still take them. I like neighbors. Believe me, I like them. But but I'm a big fan of London. London's on the the Mars man list. All right, Okafor, yeah, gotta okay. go. Appreciate you, bro. Sorry. Later. Uh, bro, uh, Brogan, Brogan, Brogan's heroes. What's Hello? up, Brogan? What's up? Pal? I'm not much. How are you? I'm I'm good. What what's uh what do you what do you know? What do you say? What do you hear? Um, I feel that uh, I don't know, man. I just I'm, I'm excited to see how all these offseason moves work out. I think uh, Justin Fields is just going to 
propel Kyle Pitts into tight end top, like tight end five conversation type of thing, like five to one. I think with the way he treated uh, Cole Komet, making him uh, just elevating him to a, you know, a reliable tight end in for fantasy purposes. I think you know, as a Kyle Pitts owner, you know. I'm just very happy with all the recent news when it comes to uh, Falcons uh, moves. So, yeah, well, uh, none, of this, like is con- none of this is concrete, but yeah, it's heading in a, a good direction. Good vibe. Um, yeah. You know, this yeah. could be a, a spit on your hand, handshake deal. Could be a no deal. It could be all yeah. smoke. Like, I've addressed that. It could be, yeah. there's a there's a chance it could be all smoke. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, it's an interesting conundrum for the Bears to be in. I feel like there are there is a correct choice to make, and then there is just a choice that they'll the Bears will just bear, and then the they'll just get into the cycle again. And I will not be surprised in five or four years' time we're talking about some other QB from some top program, and the Bears just happen to have the number one pick overall again, and we're having this discussion again. I yeah, feel I like think this is just I think they you fa- know, they fail fields. Uh, hold on one second. We got a $20 hauler from Perps. Perps, appreciate you. Someone get Smitty a lawn chair and umbrella. He's out in the front waiting uh, for the long haul. He's not backpedaling, Paul. Bold predictions is him. Smitty, appreciate you, Perps. Alert. Super chat alert. Alert. Parks of the moon. All right, Brogan, anything else? Um, I mean, not really. I just think uh, as a Kyle Pitts owner, I'm just very excited at all the news, really. Very excited. Yeah. Cowboys as a Cowboys what? I I, I didn't say anything about Cowboys. Oh, what'd you say? As a a Falcons fan? fan, No, just just as a Kyle Pitts owner. Kyle Pitts owner. Okay, yeah. I I misheard Kyle Pitts into something else. Yeah, Kyle Pitts uh, should rebound. He needs to too. Like yeah. this is a very dangerous territory where he's at, where he's like being misused to the point where yeah. you're like, will he eventually, will he, he eventually lose his edge? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, and the way I see it, you know, is that like the guy is a guaranteed mismatch with pretty much most linebackers and safeties. You know, like the guy is a slot bully. You know, and the fact that they just don't let him bully the slot or just really any position because the guy is just a, a freak of nature in terms of an athlete, man. It's just, I just think the fact that you just cannot for the life of you, for the life of Arthur Smith, you know, draw up a play where you throw it to Kyle Pitts like half of the time. It's just insane. Yeah. It doesn't make know? any so, sense. All right, yeah. Brogan. Appreciate you, bro. No problem. You Later. have a good time. Uh, have a good time. Bro- Brogan's that guy that uh, he gets the the Starbucks, and they're like, uh, "Okay, enjoy your you know mo- mocha fresca, whatever." And he goes, "You too." <laughs> I mean, I, 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 he just drives off. That's Brogan. I love Brogan. Uh, Mars man, rock out. Hang hang tight, real quick. Two dollar holler. Austin says Superflex one point four and lock it or Bryce Young, Tajay Spears in twenty six first. Uh, give me uh, give me the one point four. Because I, I really think you're going to get, like, you either, and I know you might need a quarterback, and that's another dilemma on conversation, and how do you get out of that mess if you go, like, neighbors or Marvin Harrison Jr., but 1.4 gives you a lot of quarterback and elite wide receiver options. I'm taking the 1.4, and I'm not really even second-guessing it whatsoever. 
Uh, Marsman Rockout and then Mike from LA. Let's go to Marsman Rockout. You're live. Hello. So when are you going to let Robinson cook again? <sighs> Who? B. John. B. John. When am I going to let him cook? You mean like hit the hit the score touchdowns button? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, go bonkers. Oh, uh, he's going bonkers right away. I, I mean, I don't control it, but I can hit this button right here. Hi, my name is B. John Robinson. I like long walks on the beach. And, well, I also like scoring touchdowns. Our regular caller, our now regular caller, Karen, might not like that tune either. Um, he gets really upset. <laughs> he gets really upset over the metal sounds. Anything that sounds metal, grunge, anything. Uh, what else is up, Rockout? Yeah, Bill goes to Atlanta. Who you think might go to Pittsburgh, like a Cousins or a Russ? Russ, probably Russell Wilson or, or nobody, rookie. You know, they probably hope Penix Jr. falls. Maybe maybe they go with a Rattler early or maybe Bo Nix falls or something crazy like that. Those quarterbacks could fall, but I doubt they will. Uh, even the New York Jets would be stupid, in my opinion. Absolutely stupid to not use this 10 pick on a quarterback. I, you just have the conversation with Aaron Rodgers at a time. You just explain it. You just say, look, you know, my job's on the line. I'm, I'm Robert Salah, and I say, my job's on the line if you get hurt. I have to, you know, I'm not replacing you. This is your, this is our future quarterback, maybe, you know, but we're literally just asking you to help us groom this guy, not to replace you, but you play two years. It's you, but good God, you get hurt again. I'm done. We're all done. None of us are going to be here when you rehab back again. If you decide to come back, Aaron, and you got to take, you got to take Penix Jr. or Bo Nix with his pick. You have to, if they don't do it, it's stupidity. It's the same stupidity that Miami Mike is facing when he banks on Tua, who's one hard hit away from never playing the football game again. Yeah, they can't can't happen. Can't let what happened last year happen again. Yeah. Uh, rock out, hang tight. Let me go over to Mike from LA. Mike, you're live. Hey, how you doing, Smitty? What's up, pal? I was just wondering, uh, are you picking Gibbs over Bijan or Bijan over Gibbs? Um, are you taking a steak dinner? Are you taking a filet mignon with loaded mashed potatoes? Or are you taking a uh, 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 side salad of, of choice, like cold plate with a, a prime rib and uh, a yeah. dessert of choice? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I to be honest yeah. with you, I want it all. Um, yeah. I, I'd even dare I throw another name and say Kyron. Like, if I'm in three yeah. separate leagues at the eight pick, seven or eight pick, and all of them are on the board, I'm taking Kyron in one of those redraft leagues, I'm taking Bijan in the other, and I'm taking Gibbs in the other. And I already have yeah, one of Brees Hall at top. Are, and I, are I don't hearing you talk about Devontae Smith. Are you worried about AJ Brown at all? Um, in terms of AJ Brown wanting to play for the Eagles or affecting Devonte Smith, because they uh, affecting, affecting Devontae. I mean, they've been playing together for a while now. Devontae Smith has played like a top ten wide receiver one or yeah. two years ago. Uh, Devontae Smith is, I believe, developing. AJ Brown's not that much older than him, but you know, it's 
it's at least a two season. You know, they 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 get to one year apart numbers wise, but then it separates again two years, whatever. There, but it's about two years different. And I think Devontae mm-hmm. Smith he came out a lot older, so he probably has I would say maybe two, maybe three years more than AJ Brown, especially because AJ Brown comes with a whole lot of knee injuries, bro. I would say A.J. Brown in Dynasty is a big sell. Big sell. Mm, His knees okay, concern okay. the hell out of me. This guy, and you usually find out about his knee scope or cleanup after it's already healed and over. Like, that's how they slip it in, and then you forget. You forget. Everybody's forgetting how many off-seasons he's had a knee meniscus, like, trim or a cleanup because they tell you when it's all over and rehabbed. Remember when Najee Harris had the Liz Frank injury, and then we found out he had it, and he was already, like, kind of not over but pretty much over it? It's just it's yeah. that stuff happens. The, for some reason, AJ Brown news kind of sneaks up on you like that, and you kind of forget because he didn't have to, you know, stewing it for a while. But AJ Brown's, mm-hmm. you start cutting away at meniscus, bro. It's like going into your vehicle and slicing off big chunks of your brake pads, and the vehicle leaning slightly a little differently, and then going you know twenty thousand miles on it. What do you think that's going to do to all the different parts? It's just going to. Oh, yeah. Mess every so like yeah, there, I would venture to say that uh, a uh, a bad meniscus tear is worse than a clean ACL tear. And I know a lot of people might call cap on that, but I'm telling you, I, as a man that suffered as many knee injuries as you can think of, except for a PCL tear, which I didn't. I tore I tore everything else in my knees: patellar tendon, ACL, MCL, LCL. Uh, meniscus, everything, everything, patellar tendon off the kneecap. I've done all that. The only thing I haven't torn is my PCL. Maybe I did. You know, they just didn't look. Jeez. When I tore my patellar tendon, they didn't even. The doctor said I was in the ER, and he, and he I go, did I tear my ACL? And he goes, I don't know. Uh-huh. And I said, are, well, are you gonna look? He goes, no. <laughs> and I, I said, why, oh, why? He's like, normally patellar tendons tears when you rupture it off and tear the kneecap off the patellar tendon. He's like, almost always there's no ACL tear with it, so we're not going to go looking for trouble or whatever and cause an infection or yeah. something. So, they, I mean, they, did, they didn't even do, like, an MRI for it or anything. It just, it, it, But my knee didn't buckle. You know, like, usually you can tell if you tore your ACL. You could do a couple tests, too. You sit on a table, you grab someone's leg from behind behind the knee, you pull forward, and if the, if the knee joint goes like this and it has a lot of lax, that means the ACL is not inside there keeping that joint tight. If you pull the knee and it goes like this, that means that the, the ACL is intact and it's holding that and the PCL. The PCL is the other, you do, you do both ways or whatever. Um, anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Why did I even go that go there? Uh, AJ, <laughs> Brown. Smith and AJ Brown. Yeah, yeah. So I, I believe AJ Brown will have serious risk, injury risk, serious injury risk. So Devontae right, Smith all, all day. For 2024 though, like if we're talking redraft, I would draft A.J. Mm-hmm. Brown ahead of Devontae Smith, but I still love the value of Smith more. Like, I'd rather yeah. draft A-Chan at round two instead of A.J. Brown if you guarantee me Devontae Smith instead later versus the running back. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a speedster. He has that speed. <sighs> Bro, he could be the biggest yard per carry uh, guy in the NFL this year. Yeah, man. I, I mean, in, in the career, in, in, in all of uh, the history of the NFL, he could be the number one yard per carry guy in the history of the NFL. Yeah. Like that's how good he's at. And he jumps up. He jumps up there too. He gets up there. It's a beast, bro. All right, we'll see you later, Mike. Appreciate you. Take care. Denny, you're so quiet, well behaved. I'm so proud of you. I added Denny about 30 seconds ago. You haven't heard a peep. He's just sitting there as quiet. Agree. Look, Denny learned Denny knows what he's doing. I learned. I learned. You learned. What can I do for you, pal? I appreciate you. What did I miss? 
a lot. Nothing. I can't repeat everything that happened on this show. This show is packed of information. Can I? Can I just say not to toot my own horn? And really, when I toot my own horn, I'm really tooting the community. I'm tooting what you guys actually provide for me. If you weren't here, I couldn't do this. If you did engage and interact with me, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. We all help each other. We all feed off each other. This is a family here, as Denny always says. Family. This is family. Family. Um, the amount of information, just this one show. This one hour and 30 minute show is provided. I feel like, in my opinion, it's better than a whole week's worth of shows on another channel where they break down five topics very slowly between two different guests that don't read the chat or engage with the audience whatsoever. Or they do a mailbag. Why don't you email us and get in our mailbag and we'll answer four questions on tomorrow's show. <laughs> I'm not trying to make fun of other people necessarily. I'm just saying we do a good job. We do a good job. This You missed this I, I, show. You, you missed are. a ton. I can't. I love, I love when you get mad at me, but then I love when you forgive me, you know? Because I think it's about forgiveness, even if you don't love me anymore. Can you, can you sing, please forgive me? I know not what I do. I Go. can't. You ready? Get, get, give me one more try. You know? Yeah, I, you, you always got another try with me, Denny. Denny, you cussed me out in the comments, call me a, a a coward, and and I didn't answer the phone. I don't even care. I love you so much, pal. I look past that. I don't even care. Yeah, I don't even care. It doesn't bother me at all. I, me and Smitty are friends. You know what I mean? We're, you know, we've done bunk beds. You're like Beetlejuice. We've done karate. We've, like, you know what I mean? We've, you're, we've been through that. You're, you're, you're the Beetlejuice or the Baba Booey of the show. You know, you're, you're like, uh, you're like Stuttering John or Beetlejuice or Baba Booey. Like, you know, you, we're gonna have our fights, but you are my Beetlejuice. You always will be. You'll, you'll always be my Smitty. Thank you. I don't, you know, I'm sorry that I, uh, when you try to talk, I, you know, I'm sorry. I, it's, it's, when I listen to it, dude, I'm horrified when I hear it. I go, oh my God, I cut him off so many times. And yeah, all he was yeah. trying to do was tell me something. So, But anyway, he's, uh, you know, we'll get through it. And, uh, we'll get through it, Denny. Let's test your ability. Uh, uh, better team with Fields. He stays in Chicago. Did I read this one? We Ooh, get a haul for the pick from Matt. I think I did read this one from Matt. Matt, appreciate your super chat. Perps with the two twenty dollars haulers. Austin, uh, Kenny, Perps, appreciate you guys all dropping your super chats. Uh, yeah, you do interrupt me a lot, but that's okay. Let's see how good your patience is now. I think you've learned a lot over the last day. Let's go to Lando. Lando's live. Let's see if Denny lets him talk. I think Denny seems very calm right now. Um, although it's only eight, Hi, it's only eight sixteen p.m. on the east on the west coast, so. Lando, you're live. Hey, Lando. Hey, Smitty, what's up? Thanks for the buying, man. Yeah. What's up? Just got a quick question. Um, what would the Pats have to uh, give up in order to um, acquire Justin Fields and still keep the third pick? Yeah, yeah, you're not giving up the second pick. That's not even negotiable. It would be a second rounder and a conditional first rounder. It, it, and I know everyone's going to say that's not going to happen, whatever, but it's a conditional. That means that you're only giving it up if Fields proves to be, in, in retrospect, worth the first rounder. That's what a conditional means. Everybody that says you're not going to see a first rounder involved, conditional. 
conditional. If if the conditions like you make the championship game, and Fields brings you to the championship game, then he was worth worth the first rounder. So for a team that can't surrender some sort of like thirteen pick or or fourteen, and you and again Clifford is going nuts in the chat right now, going Smitty, no one's giving a first rounder for Fields. It's not gonna happen. It, it look, it's being talked about. You say think whatever you want, Clifford. Go do go get your TPS report. Start start typing. Uh, uh, but uh, when you're when you're at two or three, you can't play that game. So you got to give up a second rounder and then a, a potential like let's say it's a third or fourth that conditionally becomes a two or a, probably a one if you you know do this this and this. But you'd have to do something like that. The problem is, I think the other teams will have better offers. I think that Washington and New England, unless they surrender the future first rounder. You know, and the second round, second rounder, and future first rounder, it's going to be hard to, I think, beat some of these teams that are going to push and give in and say, take the eight pick, give us your second rounder, you know, or hey, Atlanta, give us the eight pick, we'll give you the nine and give us a second and a third rounder that can conditionally be, you know, as high as a first rounder if these lofty expectations are met. So there's, but but you never know. But but what I would want to see happen is Washington or New England trade for Justin Fields and draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Because if Washington or New England did that, they would have the best draft in the in the draft period. They'd have the best offseason and the best draft known to man. Especially Washington, yeah. given who they've also brought in in Kingsbury and and uh, and uh, um, Adam Peters. Adam Peters and Kingsbury are going to prove to be amazing additions. As will the the hiring of their amazing i think amazingly placed head coach dan quinn who who had an awesome defense and for some reason people don't like him as head coach and i don't understand it at all because we're seeing campbell with ben johnson we're seeing uh this formula work uh D'Amico ryan's and we got uh we got slowick we've got constant oc Head of the offense, strong, defensive-minded coach that can rally the men. That's what Dan Quinn can do. That's what Raheem Morris can do. That's what McDonald can do in Seattle. And he brought in Ryan Grubb, the offensive coordinator in Washington, which is why we think Penix Jr. is going to play with his offensive coordinator from Washington. McDonald, McDonald brought in a great OC from Washington. And they're going to probably draft Penix Jr., I think, at that number 16 overall pick if he slips that far. And he might not. He might have a good comp. Might have a good combine. Might stand out. Stick out like a sore thumb because these top three quarterbacks ain't playing ball. Uh, what what else is going on, Lando? Uh, hey, thanks for the time, man. Uh, last question. In what uh, tight ends here twice, twice. do you see Brock Bowers? Bro, if it were me and Atlanta keeps the eight pick, I'm taking if and they don't need a quarterback, like let's say they bring in Somehow they get Justin Fields, or they bring a Kirk Cousins, or they they get Fields using a future first rounder and a second round pick this year. Like let's say they just say screw the future, let's get Fields. I'd take Brock Bowers at eight. I don't care if I've got Kyle Pitts. I roll double tight ends and I do it live. I don't care. Um, I take a Dunze or or Bowers. Um, I think Bowers could go as high as the the Chargers at five. I think that's probably the highest he would go. I think he could certainly go there. I don't know if he goes to the Giants. He could. I don't know. They don't probably believe in Wall. Uh, Tennessee, Conquo. I mean, they they could look at him there. 
um, Chicago, you know, probably not, but you know, not nothing, nothing's impossible. Like the Jets would be interesting at ten. I don't think he gets that yeah. far though. I think ten is like the end of the road. I don't see him falling. He's so good. Uh, All right, Lando. Yeah, calling anytime. Uh, let's go to Denny real quick. I'm gonna wrap up the the phone line. I'm gonna be back be back tonight on the Dynasty Channel. Denny, anything else? Yeah, I just I want to apologize for uh, flip flopping on uh, Drake May. That's right. I know the situation that you like. I like which Drake. Is, uh, we trade and, and we get feels. I like I, I was with you and then I went with you. I went against you. And then we get the. Uh, who's that uh, kid's. The uh, wide receiver's kid? Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Did you ever see. Did, did you ever see that uh, story about Marvin Harrison? Holy crap. That is a great story. Yeah. The guy does not mess around. He's weird, man. He like beats up people. And he's... Yeah. Yeah. Being what? I know you like the trade for uh, Fields. I like Fields, but you know what? They're I like me. Do it. I like me. I like me. I think May, May in New England is good. Just because I like JD5, just because I like JD5 more than every other quarterback doesn't mean I don't like Drake May. I like Drake May. No, no, number three, no. You know what I mean, Smitty? What are you doing? You're in the house. You're the you're the boss, right? Okay. I can't get I can't give I can't give Fields JD five and Caleb are gone. I'm taking Drake May without a hesitation. Can we just become best friends? We've already been best friends, Beetlejuice. We've been we've been doing it live for a while now. All right, hey Denny, got gotta run. Uh, call into the Dynasty channel if you're up and awake tonight. Um, appreciate you calling in, pal. All right. All right, later. All uh, right, final thoughts. Later. Final thoughts. Rock out. Yeah. How many shares do you uh, get in of uh, Burrow this year? Tons of them. I initially thought maybe I wouldn't get as many, but he kept falling again, and now Burrow is sitting there, freaking seven round territory. Get burrowed. I mean, people are getting burrowed left and right, and people are gonna remember it. Get burrowed. There aren't a lot of players as valuable as Burrow in rounds seven and eight. Uh, there are two quarterbacks I feel like are just filthy, ridiculously good value. Mahomes in round fours. I'm going to do a video on that. I said I'm going to do a video on that. I need to do the running back video and get that out. I keep saying that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, running back video, Mahomes video. Those are coming up next. And let me even write that down so I make sure I do that. Mahomes and, uh, and uh, RBs. Rookies. Yep. Okay. Uh, but Mahomes is probably the best value in fantasy football right now in the fourth round. Uh, Joe, Joe Burrow's up there at seven, eight round territory. It's fantastic. You, you, you can get the, the old pancake stack, which is still going to be a stack. I think we're going to change this up. The stack above all stacks. It's time to drop the pancake emoji. So in the I think what chat. we'll do is we'll put this as the triple stack. The Joe Burrow chase will be the double stack. And the quad stack is going to be, once it's announced and official, Fields, London, Bijan, and Kyle Pitts. It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's the triple stack, the double stack, and the quad stack. 
Um, so I, I love Joe Burrow in 7-8 mixed with your first round Jamar Chase. And, and I like Jamar Chase's value. Now, I told people in the very early offseason that it would be hard for me to go near Jamar Chase at 1, 2, or 3 this year just because it's not that I don't love him. Just just I want to package in more risk, and it's getting packaged in. His ADP is fine. You know, he's not going at 1, 2, or 3. He's not. You know, he's going perfect at a perfect location. You get uh, Burrow at seven, eight, nine, and then you got this amazing stack that cost you a ninth rounder in the first round. You know, whereas a Stroud's going to cost you a third, a second, and a fourth if you can even pull it off. It's almost like a second, a third, and a third. You know, like Burrow and Jamar Chase is a way more affordable stack at the end of the day in a way. Um, anything else, Rock Out? Yeah, you try out that new pizza pie you were talking about. New pizza pie. Oh, no, 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 no. Like on my store, on my store. No, it's so far away. It's like 45 minutes away. I haven't gone yet. But I do want I do want oh, to. Gotcha. I do want to, Rocket. I, I have a little bit of an urge to go check it out. I love a good pizza pie. I love a little Lou Malinati's. You're getting me hungry for Lou Malinati's right now. Gotcha. All right. Appreciate you. All right, Rock out. Later, bro. Uh, Perps. Last and final caller, our man Perps, man of the hour, super chat extraordinaire. What's up, Perps? What's up, Smitty? What's up? What's the good word? Oh, man, it's a lot of news. You know, like I said, hour and 45 minutes. We've covered so much on this show. Um, it's a good show. A lot, lot, of, a lot of stuff covered. Yeah, no, I agree. I was just calling to touch on earlier in the show. You were talking about guys and their Achilles injuries and whatnot. And I remember when... Uh, drawing a blank on his name at this current second but when he went down in the Super Bowl and oh, yeah. the um, like hopping around and jumping around and some professional came on and was saying that that's how these guys are blowing it out well you're, you're kind of the, uh, the the in-house guy on that what is what is your take on it so I don't know that what they're doing is necessarily blowing the Achilles I, I think what um, you know the way that they Stretch the way that they. Uh, I've been on good authority from Raj, RSF 49ers, probably one of the biggest, you know, Niner pages or people you could go to. That he says he doesn't, he goes to a lot of like Niner practices and things, events. He said he doesn't see the Niners stretch a lot. He, he, he kind of feels like the Niners, you know, always full of injuries and such. There's a little bit of a lack of stretching mentality in San Francisco. That's coming from Raj. So, like, there's, like, stretching is a big part of, I think, injuries and stuff. But what really is happening is a lot of Achilles injuries, um, like patellar tendon injuries, too. There's damage there that you can't see. It's like a ticking time bomb. Think of it like a bunch of threads on a rope just going one after the other on getting unthreaded. And, you know, how it's like, and there's, like, two, three strings left. The Achilles is kind of like that in a way that it's very vulnerable. And if you could see it when he was about to kind of hop on the sideline, you would see that it was it was ready to rip, you know? And so there's a lot of... My prediction, and I haven't heard a single person talk about this, this popped in my head when, when, they were, when we were watching the game. My prediction is they'll do some preemptive Achilles scan, like uh, MRIs and such, and try and diagnose who has some vulnerable Achilles tendons. I, I almost put money on it that we get to a medical place where that becomes a process. Because that's the one injury that it, it looks like you can kind of see coming if you were to look at it from what I gather anyway. 
And uh, I, I think you could see that Achilles is vulnerable. It, it's not something that just always tears randomly. It's like you, uh, some of it is the way that you operate constantly. And I think what you were seeing is that the way that they maybe kind of bend their legs and like hit the ground and kind of, you know how a lot of players will kick their cleat into the ground. There's certain behaviors that might be prone to making your Achilles like swollen or, or you're using it in a weird way. As the exercise uh, that I said, everybody stand up. If nobody's standing up right now or whatever, just reach down and just kind of feel that right above your heel, below your calf, that cord feeling tendon. It's like, it feels like as thick as this marker. And it's, it's just such a brutal thing to tear. It, it, people don't realize it's even there, you know, but if you, so if you put your hand on it and you kind of wrap your fingers around that, that like cord, you almost feel like you're putting your fingers around the pen and you just move your foot around a little bit. You just kind of put, bring your heel off the ground and just feel your Achilles tendon. It tightens up like a tight rope and it's like this. It feels like a really tight, hard rope when you're moving your heel around at all. And if it's got little frays in it and damage, you can understand like a trampoline that has a little hole, like your dog gets on the trampoline, pokes a hole in it. Trampoline doesn't break for a while, but little by little, it starts unraveling, getting weak. Then the sun hits it and it starts getting really frayed and weak and you can't see it. You're bouncing on it. There's this tiny little hole, but it's weak all over. All those little threads are getting dried out whole. And that's like the Achilles in a way. And, and then eventually you jump on a trampoline, and if, especially if you're in Arizona, and it's like, boom! <laughs> you're on the, your butt's on the ground. On this, trampolines in Arizona last about two years. Some point you're jumping on it, and you're just on the ground, you know, and your world's, you know, your wind's knocked out of you. Or uh, That's the way I kind of feel right. about Achilles. Now, I don't know as much about Achilles as I do ACLs, and, and but I believe I know more than most people about it. But uh, I'm going to... I'm definitely going to be interested to see if there's preemptive Achilles tendon procedures and cautionary measures because I think it's something you can kind of look into. It's not pre preventive medicine. Medicine, like I think that could be a huge thing in the NFL. Yeah, I got a couple things to add to it, and I, I would agree. You know, I got a huge background in hockey. There are a lot of young kids around where I live that have unfortunately gone to. Uh, gone to heaven over you know heart related injuries yeah um where they've had a heart attack on the ice and there's screening and you know procedures out there but it's so expensive and your medical care doesn't cover it right so a lot of families don't do it so there's a family around here that um fundraises for it i could imagine that the same you know with all the money these owners got there's got to be some kind of um, ultrasound or some scan technology where they can do that yeah to these guys to see where they're at and you know potentially treated like a hernia repair where they can well, maybe put I'm, a mesh patch over it or I something. Mean, I don't know. We're probably less than 10 years away from taking a leak in the bathroom and you have a virtual doctor, an AI doctor that's going to say, no rush, perps, but in 12.5 years, you will have Crohn's disease if you don't see a doctor within 2.6 years. Like, it's good, and it's huh? going gonna to be crazy. Just taking a leak is going to tell you you know, whether you're going to have something 10 years from now, five years from now, there's a lot of advancements in medicine coming. It's crazy how much, you know, we evolve as a community. Technology is insane. Like when you really think about it, like how long, how long have we had the internet? 1996, seven, like you're talking about, like when you really think about that, you're talking about 
27 years really that the internet's been around that's it before that you talk about you know cars and and you know world war one in the in the 19 early 19 mid early to mid 1900s you talk about just how much technology has advanced from like the 1945s to to now it's insane and and with ai it's gonna get crazy it's gonna get absolutely nuts they better be really careful with ai AI is going to be... It, you know when you watch Terminator right now? It doesn't look so funny anymore. It, it, Terminator might be like the Simpsons predicting everything that's going to happen. It's it's insane. Yeah, isn't that funny how the Simpsons show up? Saying yeah. Right a lot of the time. The Simpsons are on point. Those are just, yeah, those are just writers. But, but ter- no, I, I agree. There's, Terminators. AI is going to definitely overtake it. I mean, look at the guy from Google left. And he said that's dangerous. That should oh, be shut down. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's going gonna... to... It's it's Terminator. It's it's ter- it's the whole Terminator premise is like it's, and, and what's crazy about it is the Terminator pre- Terminator premise isn't even as strong as what I think the the AI threat's going to be like seven years from now. Like that's going to be more advanced potentially than the Terminator threat. Like the Terminator threat was like very, it felt like this AI's crazy. It's going to be crazy. Because when you think about it, like what is the what is the brain any or what is what are our decisions anyway? Like unless we learn something, we can't do it, right? If you don't learn how to talk, you can't talk. If you don't learn how to walk, you can't walk. If you don't learn how to thread a needle, you'll never know how to thread a needle. Like everything is learned and then retained and then just re- replicated. And AI is going to be better at doing that than a human at some point because that's all it's going to be oh, yeah. is a replication it's of like what you learn what. Yeah, and it's got a, a live feed into how to do everything that it's never even done yet. AI doesn't even need to have threaded a needle. It knows how to do it because it has all this information that it can put together at once, and it's going to be insane. Like right now, we're at the very, very first steps of AI where it's like each of these different AI models is like one of them is writing code and, and, and doing text-based stuff. One's creating images. One's creating video clips. And like they're all kind of like just very one-dimensional right now. It's all gonna just, and it's eventually gonna be. And this is why Hollywood went on strike. Partly is you're gonna be able to type into a an advanced, let's say five years from now, AI model and say, hey, create a Bruce Willis, a Die Hard full five, and I want like you know um, this actor in it, this actor in it, this actor in it. I want them going up an elevator and exploding. And it's going to look as good as anything you could ever film. It's going to piece together everything for you. And so actors were scared to death. They're going to literally be out of jobs in five to 10 years because you, you didn't need them. And if, and if you signed away your rights to have them use your likeness, they can keep using move you in movies. And so Harrison Ford in the new Indiana Jones movie, if you watch that at the very beginning, it's all like AI and, and CGI and I believe it was all pieced together from all the different clips and interviews he's done and, and different an- analyzations of his speaking and all that. And they, they were able to cl- create entire scenes of him where he wasn't even acting. It was, it's it's going to get bad. It's going to get crazy. Everybody thought it was going to be fun, but it's going to get nuts. Well, yeah, just like the scammers are already taking people's voices and creating things using AI to try and scam people. I mean, it's going to get ugly before... Yeah. What we need to they do is get a handle on it. What we need to do is send a bunch of people to Mars, like Elon Musk wants to do, and do not let AI follow and let a civilization live without, you know, the advancements 
that we're going to take down this this world at some point. All right, Perps, anything else? For sure. Yeah, the last thing I was just going to add in to what we were talking about is you look at Austin Eckler that you posted a couple weeks ago doing chin-ups with a 100-pound dumbbell. Did it with you know, t- held between his you know, ankles. I mean, he, look how strong his ankles and his legs are. He did an update. hold that there in a hanging he, position. He did an update. Did you see it? He did an update. He no, did it. He did it with a two. He did it with a two hundred pound weight, but he only did one rep. But he did a full rep holding a two hundred pound weight between his legs. That's like holding me between his legs and doing a pull up. Uh, he only did one, yeah, but it, it was it's all, not oh, hanging around his neck or his No, his, it was unbelievable. He could barely carry it to the rack when he's done with it, <laughs> and he's <laughs> grabbing it with his feet and doing pull ups with it. I, okay, go. I think I know where you're going with this, but go ahead and finish. Yeah, but where I was going, so you look at that, and then you look at Tajay Spears, the dude doesn't even have it. Um, ACL or whatever. But he's so strong that they say his, his knee, his leg is better. It's like a robotic knee. And it can be. with that technology of the scanning, you know, stretching, strength training, all that plays into it. If these guys aren't doing it, they're going to be, you know, injury prone. And some of these guys we have bold predictions on, could yeah. hit their first day on the field like Rodgers and pop it goes and they're done for the year. Yeah, so on, on the in terms of the ACLs, uh, where's my, my my knee model when I need it? Where's my knee model? I have my knee model here somewhere. I don't know where it is. Uh, okay, well, I'll just show it with my hands. But when you have an ACL... The, the, the reason for the ACL is, like I said earlier, is to keep those two knee joints tight. So if this is a leg and it's laying on a bench and the kneecap's on top, it, without the ACL, the average human being is going to have these micro movements in the knee. You got the LCL on the outside, the MCL on the inside, the PCL and LCL in the middle. And if, if a normal human being like you or I, Perps, that even if you worked out a lot, run a lot, work out, you're going to have this movement in your knee like this where it just grinds all the padding and meniscus down. So the meniscus is in between. And without the ACL and that tight fit, this is going to go like this. Just Even if it's subtle, it's going to go like this and it's going to slowly just rub, almost like grinding your teeth. It's just going to slowly but surely, you bend down to get, you know, pick up a pen that you dropped, you're grinding a little bit there. It's just constantly going to grind down. Without an ACL... Even if your knee's very tight, even if you've got strong quads, um, you're going to eventually have a total knee replacement because you're going to grind your meniscus down to bone on bone. That's partly why you need an ACL, and even if you have really strong legs without the ACL, so it's at a cost. It's but but in the short term, for a running back with a very short shelf life, where you you need a total knee replacement at 50 because of that. Tajay Spears maybe found a, a loophole and a cheat code, and Garrison Hurst found it first because he came into the NFL draft without an ACL and no one knew it. He didn't know it. He tore it in high school. They, were, they, they tracked it back to a certain game. He remembered tearing his knee, walking to the sideline. But his quad was so strong, he had like an abnormal amount of muscle around the knee, almost like an ace bandage wrapped really tight around the knee. So there was no real movement. There was micro movements. He would eventually have a total knee replacement playing football on it for so long. But they're micro. And they just grind the meniscus down very little. But his thigh and quad and everything was so strong. His knee was as strong, not buckling, not at risk than the other one. So Tajay, in a way, you know, 
not having an ACL is almost like a, it's like it could be a preventive measure in, to some degree. But I imagine that even with the strong quad and all the muscles, if your legs relaxed and you take a helmet to the knee, you probably, with the LCL and the MCL being right here, you probably are a little more prone. If a helmet hit your knee in a relaxed state, you're probably going to tear the LCL or the MCL easier and the meniscus and everything taking that helmet to the knee. Whereas if you had a tight joint with that ACL and you didn't have your muscles contracting to hold that 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 knee joint really tight, you get helmet to the to the knee, knee you might just have like Achan's case. He had the sprained MCL, right? Without an ACL, even with a strong quad, I bet you Achan could have had a lot higher likelihood of tearing, you know, a whole bunch in there. So ACLs are tricky. I'm not saying Tajay Spears, you should run from them because of the no ACL, but it's certainly, there's different layer, layers and dimensions to it that we we can't really know. You know, there, there are circumstances and hits and different things you could avoid, you know, maybe last five years. Right. Well, that's all I got. Great show. All right, perfect. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, Yeah, thank you for all the super chats. You're the man, bro. All right, see you. Later, perps. All right, guys, I'm out of here. I'll see. I I think I'll see you later. It's a little late. I might come back later, like late, late tonight, and do a quick 10 minute, 12 minute Dynasty show. Uh, Hit that Dynasty link that's in the live uh, or in the description of the video. It's uh, youtube.com slash Dynasty Fantasy Football. Make sure you're subscribed to my Rumble channel as well. Rumble.com slash The Fantasy Football Show. Appreciate every single one of you. Uh, Justin F- Fields to Philly. It's it's magnificent. Bijan to the moon. Fields to the moon. But specifically London and Bijan to the moon. We interrupt this program to bring you a special message from the Bruce's mother. Leave it on the fields. Just in time. Fields of dreams. Fields like making love. Outstanding in his fields. Fields so good. Fields general. My fields good. Uneven playing fields. Battlefields tested. Fields. Fields. He's for reals. Uh, uh. See you all potentially tonight. I'm live whenever news breaks, and and I'm live Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Appreciate every single one of you. Uh, Thank you, Perps. Thank you, Superfish. Thank you, uh, Ray G in the building. Uh, Thank you, uh, DeBolt in the house. Travis Rowe, moderator. Appreciate you. Hoosier, Hod Prime, Great Scott, Josh. Appreciate you, Birdman. Thank you again. Uh, thank you to uh, all the super chatters tonight. Matt O, appreciate you. Uh, Robert Hunt, appreciate you. Who else is in here? Uh, D-Town, appreciate you. Sick Nasty Moderator, appreciate you. I don't know if Blackbeard's in here. Appreciate him. Terry Roberts, uh, Space Ricky. Um, all, all my mods, if there's any other mods in here. Uh, uh, Vampy, I don't know where Vampy's been lately, but we appreciate him. Super chatters tonight, Austin Torres, Perps, Matt Estes, Perps, uh, Kentucky, uh, Perps, Perps, and DeBolt. Appreciate all of you. See you all potentially tonight on the Dynasty channel. I'm not 100% sure, but I think I might try and squeeze in like a, a midnight, my time, 2 a.m. Eastern show on the Dynasty channel. But don't uh, don't, don't count on it, but kind of count on it, I, I guess. Uh, membership posts. Okay, thank you. Real quickly, let me hit those. Thank you, Travis, for reminding me. Looks like I had some membership, membership questions. Uh... Uh, boss hog says um, to the moon appreciate you dropping your membership question uh, superfish says uh, fi- uh, fields hasn't been given 
any coaching consistency. Agree with you 100%. Smitty didn't read the membership celebration post. Now I have, thanks to Travis and Travis reminding me. There you go. Superfish, appreciate you using yours. Thank you, Boss Hog. Appreciate you. Thank you, Travis. I'll see you all um, potentially tonight. Thanks again. 140 of you in the building. 147 thumbs up. That's what we like to hear. That's what we like to see. Do it live. Look at the revenge tour. <laughs> yeah, baby. I think we need to add Fields here because Fields is on a revenge tour as well. I hope we can keep him here as a Falcon. Uh, but I think 100% this revenge tour crew and even Kyle Pitts needs to be on here. This is The, the Atlanta Falcons are going to control the revenge tour board. It, it's, it's actually quite, quite astonishing when you think about it. Uh, Fields, this is pretty... I think we need to add Kyle Pitts. This is fantastic. I love the Revenge Tour board right now. It looks great. Revenge, Revenge looks great on you three. Later. <laughs>